I want to win. And if I don't win, I ain't giving up. Started his business from nothing, that was 2018. Came top salesman in the country multiple times, had a dream. He would scale up his company and train thousands of people. Give you knowledge and teach you, don't let the problems defeat you. Launching private rocket. All right, guys, welcome to the Profit Rocket Podcast. This is episode number 17. Today, I got an exciting guest, uh, someone I consider a friend, uh, but someone I also look up to in the, in the industry, right? So her name's Amanda Triolo. She runs an amazing company called Grasshopper Heating and Air up in the Pacific North. East? No. Northeast. Where is it? North, Northeast. In the Northeast. I always mess up on that stuff. On the Northeast, uh, she's also going to be one of our keynote speakers at the Profit Rocket Growth Summit, which I'm extremely excited about because her story is amazing. And she's also our E3 Foundation Woman of the Year, which is a pretty exciting uh, thing that we gave out an award to her a couple months back. So, Amanda, you're doing amazing things. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks for asking me to come on. Always love chatting with you, Victor. Oh yes, and and today, I mean, obviously, we've already a lot of people did uh, dived into Amanda's story. We 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 kind of get an idea where she came from, some of the struggles she went through through COVID. Obviously, trying to grow a business from a from a commercial business into a uh, residential business. Uh, we can touch a little bit on that real quick, Amanda, and then we'll kind of dive into some stuff that people that can take action today and hopefully help their business and stuff that's working for you. Sweet. I mean, yeah, so there's, there's, I've had two conversations with people. Some people love the commercial side of the business and will only stay commercial. Some people love residential and some people like to dip residential with new construction. Right. So, um, for me, um, you know, being two feet, two knees deep rather in the construction, um, commercial install world. And, you know, it's the public bid sector where it's the lowest bidder, get in, get out, uh, unrealistic job deadlines, very, very tight margins. If there's any margin on profit at all, and uh, I learned very quickly that that was not the life for me. So, uh, you know, I, I spent three years trying to figure out how to pivot out of that. And then ultimately, you know, if you've heard my story, you know that COVID forced me to have to make that decision. But it actually allowed me the freedom to not go bankrupt and to be able to actually halt our gears, game plan and pivot very, very quickly into residential. And Victor, actually, you were one of the first people that helped me be able to do that. I don't know if you remember, but um, I had messaged you like, man, what are you doing right now? Like, are your phones ringing? You're like, hell yeah, they're ringing. And I'm like, okay, how do I get me some of that? So you yeah. were actually one of the first yeah. people that I ever had reached out to um, into the residential world. And it was just because you're a Facebook group, you know, you had a strong voice in a Facebook group and, you know, people were listening to what you were saying. And I am very grateful for that. And I'm grateful that you, um, you know, increased your voice, the sound of your voice rather. And, and you really helped guide people during that time. So first, I don't know if you realize that, but second, I just want to say thank you for that. No, and and obviously I didn't know that, so it's kind of it's kind of humbling to hear. And a lot, and a lot of stuff like you, obviously I post a lot of stuff and I talk a lot and, and all these things, and I don't know if people like it or not, right? And my thing is, and I and I say it, and that's probably the same thing as you. As you say things online, I'm literally saying it for that one person that's listening, right? Like you don't know who's listening to it, who's going to help, who's going to impact, and and I and I get a lot of crap like, oh, you post all, I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm not. If you don't like it, it's not for you, right? It's for somebody else, and hopefully it can motivate them and. And I try to post as much stuff, especially I remember during COVID because, you know, I, I posted a picture yesterday and during this time, you know, three years ago, I was going around. I had, I had no staff. Everybody has a home with COVID. I'm answering my own phones, running my own calls, and I'm driving around town, giving away free filters to people just to try to get customers in the door. And I still remember like doing that and how humbling it was. And, and I was posting it online just to kind of like motivate guys like, hey, let's get out of the house. Let's go do something. You can either sit back 
and let it, you know, get beat up or you can fight back. And I think that's, you know, it sounds like something you, you kind of took to heart and, and it's pretty awesome to hear that story. I didn't know that. We've talked multiple times. They never mentioned that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And forward is a way of life behind me. You know, that's where that was born is like, yeah, listen, the governor shut down construction job sites. So it's either I literally was forced to be in a position where I had no business or, you know, you can do one of two things in life, right? Victor, like you're saying is you can let life hit you or you can let COVID shut your doors and then become a COVID story where it did shut your doors or you can pivot and not move and not stay stagnant and find a way forward. So that's literally where Grasshopper was born and forward is a way of life just out just through that alone. And I think any business owner that went through it, like we, every one of us, every March is going to be reminded, right? We were all reminded yep. because no matter how, how big or small you were, everybody had that feeling like, is it over? Am I done? Did I, am I screwed? Like, I still like, I still remember waiting for the PPP money to come. Like, are you coming or not? Yeah. Like, I, I need some money, right? So uh, it's, it's crazy. I mean, obviously every March I look back, I see the photos and videos and it also reminds me, and, and that's one thing we want to talk about right now, right? Is like, we, for some reason, we have amnesia in, in this in the home service industry, and we forget that March and April are notoriously, notoriously the worst months of the year for almost every home yep. service company. And I feel like yep. every year I have the same conversation, not only with myself, my staff, but everybody else. It's like, oh my God, the world's coming to an end. People aren't going to buy. The, the weather is never coming. And yeah. and I feel like this year has been exasperated a little bit because I can look back historically because I know by now we've already had a couple heat waves normally in March. But, but I know right. like what are things like right now, like obviously we, we had talked a little bit before jumping on the podcast. What are some of the things that you pivoted over the last couple of months with, with the weather not really there? You guys had a really mild weather uh, winter over on the East Coast. We got slammed with rain and all kinds of stuff on this side. But what are things that you were able to implement to keep your guys moving and keep the money coming in? Yeah. So New York, historically, by now, we would have had just at least four weeks of really cold or extreme cold temperatures. And uh, this is the first New York that I can remember in a long time where we had literally 2.5 days of extreme cold, and that's it from November until now. And so, you know, for, uh, uh, you know, we we bank on hot summers and cold winters, right? And so um, we exhausted our um, outbound calling um, literally from, you know, mid-November through. We, we mildly were tapping into it in November, going through December, January, February, and um, just that database of the internal customers we already had. Um, text blasts, ringless voicemail blasts, email blasts, and thank God those have kept us moving this entire time. And just the process inside the home, Victor, I'm sure you're similar to us, right? Where um, we slow it down, you know, we're on each call uh, about a minimum of an hour and a half to two and a half hours. We inform and educate. We look at everything. So even a maintenance, right? We look at maintenance is just the same as we look at service calls. If the system's 10 plus, it's just as valuable as a service call that has no heat. Um, so we look at opportunity the same for every single call. Um, and then, you know, recently we dove into water quality treatment, Halo. Um, we didn't really have an option, right? So again, it's like you're going to let life hit you or let the weather hit you and dictate. And no, you know, we pivot, we'll find other avenues. So we dove into water quality treatment. I mean, we're still up right now year over year. I think we're up like 298%, which is incredible for us, even with the mild weather but it's outbound calling and really tapping into the resources that you have in your fingertips. And, you know, I don't know if you sell air scrubbers or not. Do you Victor? Yeah. Just we actually okay. sold four of them already today, which is nice. So um, for those of you listening that maybe you're going through a mild time right now, um, just a simple, you know, any client that bought a air scrubber for us in the last two and a half years, we called them and we opened water quality treatment and you, ha it's the same exact customer for the air scrubbers and the same exact, candidate.
for uh, water quality treatment. So we're setting up free water quality, uh, indoor health quality site surveys, and we have been slamming halos, like at the snap of a finger. It's been incredible. So, so just getting- that, that's, that's some free game right there. If you guys aren't listening, you know, circle back to what Amanda just said there. She's literally giving you free game. If you have a, a business that's able to install halos and stuff like that, that's free game, free money. So you guys are welcome for that. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> Yeah, it's something I learned. That's where you got to get creative with your database, right? On Valentine's Day, we ran some crazy special that I would have never ran, but it was 55 degrees in the middle of February when it should be negative five. So we ran like a $49 um, safety check on Valentine's Day. And we literally had over 50 messages on Podium coming in of people wanting to book it. And I'm like, by the grace of God, that stemmed us all the way through to the end of the month too. Even if we get a dip of weather, we get some calls here and there, but we've been real creative and keeping our people moving. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, they're always wondering, like, how do the big guys keep working? Like, how do they keep moving? And, and obviously some guys don't have databases, but realistically, if you've been in business for a couple of years and you have enough calls in there to call to keep you busy, right? Unless you've grown, outgrown, like if you've grown exponentially, then your old calls aren't gonna be able to keep up with it. But if you're around the same size as two years ago, just call the same people you're already at. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize like the amount of money that's sitting in their database. So every month, every single month, we do obviously daily ROI tracking on marketing. So every day and every month, almost consistently, it's our existing customers, repeat customers, same people that have already been with us. And most of it doesn't come from them calling us, right? Like you can't like this time of year, like the same thing we're saying, you can sit back and cry and yell at your marketing company and do all these things. But in reality, you have to go fishing right now. You got to go out there and be a hunter, right? You can't sit back and be, you know, wait for this shit to come to you. You got to go out and get it. Almost every one of my calls, and, and obviously, I, you know, we started a company called Rocket Bookings to help companies with this. But I use the Rocket Bookings rather than making my internal staff call. I use I use them to call all day. And we have 900, probably said almost like a thousand of our calls this, this year have come from outbound wow. calling our database. And most of them are yeah. people we haven't been to in a couple of years. Like we're just calling cold calling to people and selling, you know, $70 tune-ups, $80 tune-ups. Yeah. It's got to get creative, right? That's, that's the most successful business owners. They get creative and they know how to innovate and keep moving forward. Awesome. So obviously, you know, you've grown your business exponentially and you said 230% year over year. We're just, we're almost at 300% almost 300% year over year, right? And this is supposed to be, this is in the slowest part of the year. This is when the economy is not doing good. This is when, you know, you got banks collapsing, all these things are going on around you. What is one thing that you're like, how do, like, how do you keep your guys focused, right? Because what happens, and, and I had the same meeting with my guys, and I'll talk about a little bit what we do, but they come in and their heads are down, right? Like the weather's not there. It's not cold or it's not hot. You got, you know, all the economy's telling you, turn on the TV, everything's falling apart. And they get yeah. this mindset that that people aren't buying, right? And obviously the numbers are telling me if I'm up 300%, they're buying. My business right now, year over year, we're up 98%. Uh, so yeah. people are people are buying. So what are you doing to keep your guys motivated and keep their mindset right to, to keep selling during this time? So um, we went about uh, this year in a different lens than we ever have before. And what we did was in the beginning of the year, you know, we have Tuesdays with Grasshopper every Tuesday where the whole company comes together. Um, and we dove into just kind of like a habits mindset, uh, video learning through leadership podcast together. Right. And so we, as a team, um, asked every single team member here to come to the table the following week 
with what they plan to um, achieve, buy, and plan for in 2023. And then the following week, we shared them live. So everybody uh, shared what they plan to buy, plan, and achieve, right? Um, we had human resources write down and create a spreadsheet for every single employee. And so that's what that employee wants to do in 2023. And it's our job to help get them there. So we set up the metrics. So whether they want to buy a house and say they need $80,000 for a down payment on a house, we come up with how much they have to bring in per day, per month, uh, per week even, to help them achieve those things. And so all we do is we make it more about our people than we do about us. And how can we help them achieve their goals while achieving the company goals at the same time? Boom. That's more obviously, guys, the man is dropping bombs over here. And if you guys are a business is like, really think about it. When was the last time that you went out of your way and asked your employees what their goals are? Right. We all have our goals. Right. We have our our numbers that we're trying to hit our KPIs and our, and our monthly revenue goals and all these things. And when you put in reality, the people that have to hit those goals for you, they, you know, they have to have something that they're chasing. Right. Because otherwise, if they if they're going to ask themselves what it's in it for me. Right. And if you can't answer that for them and, and they can't answer that then they're not going to work as hard. So what Amanda's done is she's reverse engineered it. She's figured out, hey, let's figure out what they want. And because if they get what they want, that means that I got what I want, right? Yeah, and I keep it right here, Victor. <laughs> Literally, I have two full pages worth of every single employee and what they want to achieve, buy, and plan for. And anytime there's a one-on-one, -on -one, say, with their lead or anytime, like we do reviews um, every six months, every quarter, if you're new within the year. But every single time we point back, where are we at? Where are we at? What's an update? How can we help get you there? And any single time, it's literally just pointing back to what they said that their goals are for the year. So, And, and obviously, that's something that can, you know, what happens this time of year is like they're just waiting for summer, right? But like if you have goals set like that, then you have goals you have to hit. If you take a couple months off during the year, you're never going to hit it, too. So it's one of those things that and why it's important to get really granular with, the, with their goals and what their, what their numbers they need to hit. What about bonus plans? Like, so for us, obviously, you know, we really structure our, our business around bonus plans that are going to drive the KPIs that we want. Do you have anything like that in place in, in Grasshopper? Yeah, we actually do it um, like by the day, by the job, and we do it in live time. So we don't make it like you have to hit X goal. So, um, you know, our mission statement as a company is we create opportunities that change lives and lead people to make great decisions. So leading people to make great decisions is that that slowing it down and informing and educating inside the home. And so outside of that comes maximized opportunities. Right. And so the maximized opportunity is say it's a it's a service 10 call. Right. It's a 10 plus system. Um, through that maximized opportunity, all of my technicians are selling technicians and we spend a lot of time role playing, training and developing, um, call by call management, obviously, um, and maximizing that opportunity inside the home. So you're able to weigh the immediate repair versus replacement. I'm sure very similar to you, right, Victor? Um, yeah. And so yeah. what that looks like is for any technician that um, maximizes an opportunity inside a home is what we call it. Um, and that system sells for replacement, whether it's a the single replacement, oftentimes it's a full system replacement. Um, they get up to 6% of what that job sold for. Um, so whenever the pay period is, it's installed in their paycheck, it goes in the following week. Um, you know, project managers, they're incentivized not only by team goals, but they're incentivized by obviously their numbers as well. Our CSRs are incentivized. So we make it, um, we, we bring it down to the day-to-day -day per operation instead of like long-term goals so that it's like instant that they're, we're able to celebrate in the moment. Awesome. I, and I really like that. And one of the things that like, like for us, so like one of the things like I like I have a hard time getting guys to work Saturdays, right? Like so Saturdays, obviously, you know, 
they're actually good days to make money. You have both homeowners there, but obviously you've got to find a way to incentivize them. So like one of the things that I do every Saturday is we run, we run a bounty. So the guys that work Monday through Friday, they get to obviously have their regular bonuses and all that stuff. But if you're working Saturday, you have a, what we call a bounty. So every, every Saturday we have something different, right? Like, Hey, if you sell $40,000 today, you sell two memberships or whatever it is. And they each have a dollar amount. So it's actually started getting my guys motivated to want to work Saturdays because they have an opportunity to make, you know, five, 10, you know, probably a thousand dollars, $2,000 more by working that day if they hit these certain bounties, depending on what it is. So like, those are one of the things that's kind of we've done to try, try to guide guys in the direction we want to go. Obviously we have our, our monthly bonuses based on the certain KPIs. Like obviously we wanted, we wanted to bring in water filtration. So we have our technicians set on the amount of water filtration leads they set, right? They set a certain amount of leads. We expect it to sell. So we say, hey, if you set up 10 water heater leads a month, then that's part of your bonus. We get little kicker, like percentage kickers in it and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's kind of how we do it. But I like the way that you guys really kind of, you know, broke it down, made it, you know, per per day, per call type deal. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, they love it. I have one service tech who loves weekend on calls because he's like, oh, they they have no heat on a weekend. They're buying, right? So like, he's like, give me all the weekend on call. They'll take them all. And so he'll literally, you know, engage with the client on phone and build the relationship. So when he gets there, he's able to slow it down and just kind of double down on the relationship he's already built. And he's, he finds great, great success from that. But even what you said there is an important thing to know too, because you got to know your employees. Like I got certain employees that do that after five o'clock, they're useless, right? Or I got some employees that before 10 a.m., 11 a.m., they're kind of useless. They're like, do they They just don't, they're not good in the mornings. Are you yeah. really going through and like analyzing your roster and kind of saying, hey, let's kind of build their schedule around their lives and how they operate when they do their best? Have you gone really gone into detail on that? Yeah, we um, really, really put emphasis on KYP, right? So know your people. Um, and it's really important to know that what motivates one employee might not motivate another employee. Um, and so we're always looking at things through that lens. So whether time is important for one employee, but money is important to another employee, or maybe um, being able to take his 10 day family vacation or her 10 day family vacation, whatever it is, um, we always make decisions through that lens. So it's like three calls per day, four calls per day, depending if somebody really is important to get home at five, then they can wake up the next day because they had a whole night with their family and really hit the ground running at 7am. Then that's what it looks like. But we break it down per employee. So, and, and that's, and that's very important to know. And, and I didn't really think about it before. Cause I thought everybody was wired like me and you, like, let's go to work. Or I know. Shit. Like I, I, I have the hardest time understanding that people don't operate like me. Like I'm like, I'm not normal. Yeah. And like, I don't give a shit. I'll work freaking seven days a week. If there's money to be money, there's money to be made, there's money. And when I really started thinking about it and like, oh shoot, I got to put myself in my employee shoes. Like I got some guys that only want to work four days a week and I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Like we have to figure out a way to make, make our guys as productive as possible on those calls. And then obviously making yeah. sure that you're monitoring the type of calls they're running. Like some guys are really good at maintenance calls. Some guys are good at diagnostics. Some guys are good at estimates. And you really, yeah. like you said, know your people is, is know what you're doing because every time you throw a technician out there, you're gambling, right? Like I'm taking my money and I'm going to throw it out there and I'm gambling that that's the right guy to come bring me back money. And, yeah. and if you don't know your, know your, know your people, then you might be sending a guy out there that's, you know, hates, he hates running tune-ups. He doesn't like calls after five, all these things. And it's like, dude, I got another guy that loves those, both those things. And I could have been making money on those. So how do you guys go about as far as, um, like a batting order, right? Like, so like for us, like we're, we're playing the hot hand, right? Like, so we want to know who's hot now and we're going to, and we're kind of calls to be selling and stuff like that. Are you guys really 
playing the hot hand or are you going, hey, historically this guy's just put these numbers up? So it's right call, right, right tech, obviously, right? And then it is, um, it all comes down to accountability. So um, you, you might have heard me talk about it, or actually I posted it in your group not too long ago, right? We put numbers at the bottom of what we do, and we put, um, it's, it's the four things. It's performance leads to accountability, which leads to discipline, which leads to process, and all four of those things lead to numbers. And so if we see a guy who's following the process, who's disciplined, who's accountable, um, we obviously know where his performance is going to be, but ultimately we know where the numbers are going to be. So really it's a guy who's taking it seriously, following the process. You see him maximizing opportunities. That's the guy where he's getting all the hot leads. When I see somebody start to stray from the process, first of all, they come in and we have a reset, right? But second of all, they're not going to get those hot leads because like you've got to prove to us why we're going to give you the, the service 10 calls, why we're going to give you the maintenance 10 calls. Because like you said, we could take $1,800 and pretty much throw it into the wind otherwise, you know? So it's all, it boils down to the accountability of the discipline and the process uh, inside the home. And for, you know, one of the things that we do too is like really like, like we obviously in our group chat, like anybody else has a business group chat. Like we really, we try to motivate them in there, but also like, I want my guys to like post pictures. Like I make them post every day. Like everybody has to be involved in the group chat every day. If they're not, then I have a conversation with them the next day. Like, why didn't you, why didn't we enter? Why didn't we interact in the group chat? Cause it keeps guys going, but also like the photos I found keeps guys honest. Right. So I, Hey, I want to, yeah. I want some photos, some progress photos of your tune up. I want you guys, everybody in here today has to send a picture that you took a condenser fan motor off. Right or a top yep. off a condenser or whatever it is during the, during that time of year. And it's like, even then, like today, like I go through the pictures and it's like, Oh man, I don't know why it's going wrong. And I look at the picture and I'm like, well, you pulled the heat exchanger out before you pulled the blower motor. So I'm like, I call them like, Hey, what's our process? It's a, isn't the blower motor supposed to come out first? He's like, yeah, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, dude, you went right for the kill without leading up to it. So I'm able to find some of that stuff out in real time and figure out what's going on with it and hopefully be able to coach it and fix it. So one thing you talked about and you kind of briefly went over is the call-by-call um, the -call management. Do you have someone yep. in – who do you have doing that? Who, who Have you trained somebody from scratch? How, do, how are you operating call-by-call -call management? So that's a great question because what you were just talking about, we're able to pick up on all that on call-by-call -call management. Um, so actually, I about eight months ago, I um, was like, look – you know, you see inconsistencies in process and you're like, what is going wrong here? Or why do I have two guys following the process or four guys following the process, two guys not following the process. So I'm like, you know what, um, this is what we're going to do. Ultimately, we're going to be able to help you become more successful because we're going to be able to help you break down what's going wrong in the home. And the cool thing about our guys and our team here is that like they want to be the best that they can be. So they love feedback. They're like, or hey, can we role play? I, I feel like I'm missing something here because it's not really, I'm not, not hitting home runs on this one. Or I'm only hitting base hits. How come he's getting home runs? How can I get home runs? So we implemented call by call before I knew that there was a name for it. <laughs> now it's call by call, right? And um, you know, it's very simple. It's just, you know, they, they call the client before they get there and that's their call to the client. And then they go through the process. Right. And really we don't want a call until about an hour and a half into the phone call. And then they call and it used to be me. So I actually took over all call by call to figure out what was going in, on inside the home. What are we getting wrong? Where are we missing the mark and how can we be better every single time? And so I took it over for a decent amount of time. And what I did was I recorded audio recorded all my conversations on voice memos, knowing I was going to have to hand the torch over to somebody and train them. And uh, I did. Eventually I handed it over to our operations manager here um, because he kind of, 
you know, he's he's the guy that's kind of keeping the CSRs and install and service combined as one. So it's important for him to know right now. Eventually, it'll be turned over to like service manager or something like that. But um, it, it just was really breaking down what went on inside the home. And so sometimes people have call by call twisted and they think that it's just about selling the customer as much as you can sell them. But what I found on call by call is it's really understanding from the technician. What did the customer say to you? And like, what was the relationship building like? What did you pull them down and inform and educate them on? Okay, what was their feedback? Okay, was there like an emotional pull there? Did they see the heat exchanger? Did they see that the capacitor on the blower motor tested under spec? You know, those types of things as well. Or like, you know, the second floor is not getting as warm as the first floor. Okay, did we present the options on that? Great, what was their feedback? So sometimes it's really beneficial to have that third perspective involved where the technician is just engaged in conversation and you're able to actually pull them outside the experience that they had and be like, nope, well, they said indoor air quality wasn't important to them and we didn't do a good enough job with the emotional pull. So why are we quoting them a $4,000 indoor air quality package, right? Now you're just trying to sell them. So it's like, what were the needs? What did we inform and educate on? And then very similar, similar to you with the photos, right? We require like, I don't know, 10 to 15 photos to be uploaded before the call by calls initiated, including that blower motor being pulled, so on and so forth. So we know. Awesome. So obviously if I had a little like bomb thing, it's another drop in bombs. Like these, you're like, obviously these little things and, and you guys can't really like, just imagine like Amanda three years ago knew nothing about residential heating and air conditioning. Right? You didn't know anything about any of this stuff. Nothing. And this is one of the things that I talk about often is like, you can give, I can give 10 people the same information and, and probably one or two of them are going to implement it. Maybe two. Right. And one of the things with Amanda and the same thing with me, right? Like I, I believe in R&D, right? I'm going to go and find who the best people are and I'm going to rob and duplicate what they do. And I'm not going to hesitate on it, right? So like the information you guys are getting on this podcast right now is, is stuff that like you can implement tomorrow and make a difference, but it really comes down to at taking action and then also holding them accountable, right? Because we could say, I want to do call by call management. What happens with most companies is day one, it goes okay. Day two goes okay. And then by day three, they just stop doing it. Right. And, yeah. and the same thing with the photos, like, oh, today we're doing photos. And then by tomorrow, there's eight photos and there's six and then there's three. Yeah. And it no, really comes down to. And I think a lot of it comes down to, too, is like a lot of the owners, instead of like want they keep wanting to say, like, I, I don't I don't want to be running the business. you got to run your business. Like you want to talk a little bit about like this is what you do. You don't you don't have other stuff you do. I mean, like this is your baby. We're growing this thing and how important it is to go all in. Yeah. And, and the other thing I can say with call by call where I know I had some comments when I posted that right on, uh, no way I would lose half my staff. No way. My guys don't want to be micromanaged. No way. I'm not going to disrespect my guys and micromanage them. Like I did not comment back to them because it's, it's like, I'm not the, the type that's going to tell you how to, or how not to run your company, but those guys are going to leave you someday anyway. And you don't have the right culture. If you're worried about that, um, either the culture is not there at your company you really got to look, take a look at that before you can ever consider call by call, or that's just the guy that you've got to part with because they're not a fit for your company anyway. Right. And if you've got yeah. goals and you've got a service team that's performing and you're like your high performers, you're going to lose them. No, your high performers should want to be the best that they can be. And they should want to set that bar to help the, the younger guys that are training up through. And it's like, that's the most ridiculous comment that I could hear. And it happens all the time, right? And I have conversations that, and I think I was, it was one of my training classes and I was like, really think about it. Like you, you own this business, right? And there's that one guy or girl in your business you come into every day 
and you don't like the way they act. They don't like the things they do. They don't, you don't even feel comfortable around them, right? And if you're listening to this podcast right now, there's someone that came to your head. If you're a business owner, someone came to your head and that person you think is irreplaceable and you haven't replaced them. I guarantee if you fired them tomorrow, your entire staff would be happier. You would be happier and you'd enjoy your business a lot more. So I had a friend of mine, uh, you know, Ruben out in, in Texas. He, he finally got back to me. He's like, dude, I heard you in your meeting. I heard you in this class and I had my manager with me and my manager was next to me and texted me. He said, you know what you got to do, right? And even at that point, this is two months ago, he doesn't pull the trigger. Eventually the guy, now he leaves and along the way, he's taking all these people with him, talking all this smack for two months, right? So he calls me. He's like, dude, as soon as that guy left, my whole business like took off. Like everybody's happy and all these people stepped up and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Someone will always step up. That revenue is going to go to someone, right? And it's going to be someone that's going to be more grateful for it. And there are going to be people that will follow your process. So I don't know. Yep. And, and it's developing a team where, you know, where your culture, like I'm at the point where like, say God forbid we hire the wrong individual and that individual should have never been hired here because they're not a fit. It's not Amanda that's finding that employee or that man is having to turn at that employer HR or the leadership team. Our team of people literally spot it. And it's almost like the team of people force them out the door because they know that they're not a fit here. So it's like, I don't have to do the correction on that sort of stuff. And like, everybody just knows, look, this is the grasshopper standard. This is what we do. This is how we do it. And this is why we do it. And there is no needing to explain. There is no, you know, because I've been, Ruben, I've been in that position. You implement a change and you have people that laugh at you. You implement a change and okay, how's this going? How long is this going to last for? Like I've been there and I made a commitment to myself when I established values and a mission statement in my company that I would never be in a position to be held hostage by an employee ever again. And now I look at it very different. Like these are our values. This is our mission. This is who I am. This is who this company is. And if you want to be a part of it, great. We, we have a great time and we are an awesome company. And it's like, this is what we set out to do. And people that don't want to be a part of it won't be. And that's it. And that's one thing that, you know, obviously I talked to my, my general manager, Thomas says this all the time. He's like, Hiring is finding is finding out and then firing is knowing, right? Like you, yeah. you, you hire people with good intentions. You hire with people, give them every opportunity. You hire people and you want to train them and educate them and stuff. But do like, once you find out, like they're not a fit, you can't just hang on to them. Like, if you know it, the numbers are showing it, the culture showing it, things are pointing it. Just don't wait. Mm -hmm. The longer you wait, the longer that the yeah. longer you allow it. Right. So when you show when you show your employees that you're allowing that stuff, you're allowing them to do that. It sets an example for them that it's okay. Or that you just don't care and it doesn't matter. And then you end up in a worse situation anyways, because if you, if you relax the standards to keep the peace, then you're going to have issues, right? And that was like me three, like right when I was getting started, I had those same employees I had. And it's like, it was a nightmare. I, there's, there's two people that made it through three people that made it through that time, Victor, three people that made it. And then we've rebuilt the rest from, from zero to 60. So. Yeah. So. Right now, what is your guys' pacing right now for, for 2023 revenue? Uh, 20 million, 20 million, $20 million. So $20 million. Yep. And, and this is three years ago, knowing having no residential heating and air conditioning at all and growing to $20 million. So like really think about it. And a lot of people are like, and I have some people are like, Oh, who's, who's Amanda. I saw she's the, she's the keynote speaker. I was like, she's the baddest bitch in the game. Like she, you guys got to understand that she's going to build like this, and then over the next couple of years, it's gonna it's gonna play out. And I've been saying this, I've been telling you this for a while, and how I how I think about your how you run your business and how you operate and all this stuff. And I'm like, it's just gonna snowball. Like you're gonna go down as probably one of the best women CFO or CEOs uh, in this industry. Period. And, I, and I'm really proud to obviously call you a friend and 
watch you along the way and, and give your give you pointers but like now it's like i remember it used to be like a one-way thing and now it's like dude it's a two-way every time i have a conversation with you i leave with an idea i leave with something that i can implement in my business something that i i'm failing at because i, I always say the more successful people you get around the more like chinks you see in your own thing and how you can fix it like I, instead of going in and being like Oh, I don't, I don't need any information from that. Like I'm every time I'm in a room with someone that's doing something, I'm just like, I'm just a fly on the wall. I just shut up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to figure this stuff out. And that's what I feel like every time I'm having a conversation with you lately, I feel like you're just getting better. You're, you're sharpening your tools, you're sharpening your knife. And every time I get around you, there's something new that you have that I can use. And, and it's usually vice versa, but it's pretty badass to see. It, I'm not going to lie. Thank you. You know, first of all, you said some very kind things there and I appreciate it. Sometimes I still feel like I need to wake up from like reality. Cause literally, like you said, three years ago, I think I did 1.8 million all year. Um, I never ever surpassed like 2.2 million uh, when I was doing commercial install. And so um, to like be where we are now, it's really comes down to one thing. Like, are you able to find a way forward and are you able to pivot and be innovative when you need to be? And, um, you know, I love that I'm able to contribute to, you know, our conversations now too, Victor, because there was a time where like, I don't know, I don't ever delete like text messages or messenger. So I was scrolling through messenger like a week ago with you. I think it was like 2019 or like just into 2020 and then COVID hit and then I was messaging you, but it's like, you know, you were just giving me some advice back in the day. And like, the thing about me is that like, I'll take all things into consideration and I'll always ask questions. I'm, I've never been afraid to ask questions because what's the worst that happens? You ask a question and somebody says no or they ignore you. Okay, at least you're putting yourself out there and asking, right? So like Ken Goodrich is another one. Every single time I've texted him, he's always answered. And, and, and just the information you get from people and like why your event is so important to attend is because the relationships that you can build there and the information that you can get there just in two days could literally set you seven years ahead than where you would have been if you didn't go there. And you know, the stuff I've learned in the last two, three years alone has set me light years ahead of where I should be right now. And because of that, like, yes, I am pacing 20, we are pacing $20 million this year. And like at three years ago, I would have passed out and thought it was a joke, but it's like being able to innovate and see different paths and be able to really problem solve live in the moment is why I am where I am today. Well, it's kind of funny because obviously I throw these events and, and I bring people in that I want to listen to normally. And so I bring them in. And, and if you've ever like known, a lot of people don't notice, but I'm at the, well, I'm usually at the conference. Obviously I'm interacting with a lot of people, but for the most part, I'm trying to sit in and see, listen to the people that I want to hear. Like, I want to hear yeah. what they did and how they did it. And I want to, I'm like, how did you grow that business? And I think that was one of the things like setting out to make this year's event was I wanted to get something. I wanted to get new faces, right? Like, you know, we've had some of the same speakers and they're great people like, you know, Tommy and all these guys and they're, they're great, right? But I got to figure out somebody else. I'm like, I got to, like when I'm putting this, I'm putting this thing together and, and anybody knows anything about throwing events is probably the most stressful thing I ever do. It's like, like right now, like I want to go jump off a bridge because <laughs> it's just so stressful. I have to put out all this money and all this time and I, I just know when it happens, it pays off, right? Like this one, I literally put a $3 million budget like an idiot and I'm just like, okay, we'll figure it out. Uh, so we're gonna have a badass event, but I'm like, dude, I want to start bringing in new faces. So I started thinking like, I'm oh got you and I got these other guys that are and, and girls that are going to be coming in that are that built big businesses, but have built them recently, right? Like there's guys that have been doing it for 15, 20 years, but like, I got some guys that have been building businesses over the last three years, five years, like yourself that went from nothing to 20 million. I got other guys that have gone in a year, went from 3 million, to 18 million. Like what are they doing? That's working in today's market. And that's really, mm -hmm. really how I wanted to build this event. And instead of doing like, you're going to be one of the keynotes, 
but obviously I'm going to ask you to do a couple panels and stuff like that. Cause I found that the keynotes are great, right? Like listening to someone talk for 45 minutes is good, but I really want to yeah. involve more panels, more breakout sessions where it's like, Hey, look, here's this. I have a group of guys that are in a sm only small market. So I got four small market guys that have grown and scaled their business and sold them for a large amount of money. I'm going to put them yeah. in a panel and I'm going to have, you can go in there. These people are in your type of market and your type of space and they've, they've done this. And that's kind of what I wanted to build around this year is I want to bring new faces and I want to put people that have like, are doing it right now. Cause I think that's what motivates me. That's what's going to get me to go out to an event. So I want to know like, dude, this guy's not only doing it right now, but he's doing it on a freaking crazy level. So I think it's what I'm excited about. I don't know what you're going to talk about yet, but I already know that it's going to well, be badass. Given me a subject. So I've already been like pondering what avenue I want to bring it down. Right. Cause you can listen to any podcast and know my story. So I want to make sure that whatever content that I bring that there's like, one thing that somebody can take away and take with it. And maybe if I just motivate one person or inspire one person, um, I absolutely want to make sure that I do that. And, and, you know, Victor, the cool thing is, is like, even at um, Michelle's women event, right? The women's event, the panel there, I mean, the questions that people were asking in that panel, no matter if I'm on stage for 45 minutes or not, the questions that people were able to ask in that panel, whether or not somebody had the courage to raise their hand, but maybe had the same question, there is such invaluable information just on the panel on stage there with the questions being asked that it's like, how could you not go to events like that? No, and it's, I think that's because that's what kind of brought me back. Cause I was sitting, you know, we did the panel last year. We did the Rhino podcast on stage and it was like, you know, it's up there. And obviously the, you know, Ishmael's and Tommy's and, and these guys, like they built some like massive businesses that don't really relate to everybody. But a lot of people are asking questions about like startups and all these little things, negotiating with vendors. And it's like, those little things that you don't know. And, and I, and I always think it's like, until you find out, you don't, you don't know. And, and that's the youth circles back to you asking questions, right? Like a lot of guys come to these events and they want to ask questions, but they're so scared to ask them. But like now, like you're on stage, you have the opportunity to ask it right real time. And that's one thing I stress too, to like people, when you go to these events, go up to those people, like go up to the speakers, go up to the people that you look up to and talk to them. You'll find out there. Everybody is just like you. Everybody has the yeah. same kind of startup story. Everybody's went through struggles. Everybody's had hardships. And it's like, all we've done is we were like to get where we are. We had to go through all that same shit you went through, but we went through it and we just kept pushing forward. Like, like you said, a forward's the way of life. Dude, mm -hmm. if, if, if you stopped or I stopped at any time that shit got hard, we wouldn't have businesses. Yeah. We wouldn't be here. We'd be working for somebody else. And I think that's something that, you know, if you guys are listening right now and your business is struggling and it's March and it looks, sounds like the freaking, the feels like the world's falling in and caving in on you. It's not. The sun is undefeated. It always comes out. And when the sun comes out, you know, things happen, right? And this, this year is going to be, I tell people, this is the year that you change it. This is the year. This is the, like, tell yourself right now, if you're listening to this, this is the last fucking time I'm going to struggle in March. This is it. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to write down everything that I'm struggling with right now. And before next March, I'm not going to fucking do this. Okay. And I, these are, I talk to my, my coaching, my coaching clients and I'm like, dude, you've had the same conversation every year. How do we combat yeah. that? How do we plan for this and, and get real granular on each time of the year? Are you, are you doing to that at the point now? Obviously there's budgeting, right? But like, are you really documenting, Hey, this is what's working in March. This works every April. This works in January this, or, you know, whatever month it is. Are you doing that currently? Yeah. And the, the cool thing about this year, right, is we just switched marketing companies to ad leverage and whether it's ad leverage or another company, whoever you partner with for your marketing, they've got to be able to have 
they have to be able to understand what your goal is and where you're going as a company and how they're going to partner with you to help make those things possible. Now, are they going to make your phone ring when there's no demand uh, on Google? Absolutely not, right? But they should be such a strong strategic partner to you that you have so many different marketing um, channels. Like if we want to launch like a, like a mass text campaign, like we text our account rep and they literally have the text campaign put together in, I don't know, an hour. Um, based on how, whatever special we want to run. And then they help us be able to execute quickly. And like, to me, that's a strong partner because they're helping us achieve our goals and they're helping us. And I'm not a marketing expert. I'm going to be honest, right? That's why we have a strong partner like we do. Like they're supporting us 360 degrees to make sure that the grasshopper's goal, this is their goal. And this is how we're going to make sure that we help them hit it from the marketing perspective only. Now they can't make the phone ring, but they can be strategic and innovative with you to help you in March. And so, yeah. Um, Google is obviously down, but we're getting so creative and innovative in different marketing. And, and that thing with air scrubbers and halos, like I was telling you about, right? Um, that's another way, right? So it's like, who do you already have? What do you know about the people that you have? And what is another way that you could add a benefit of a service to them? And let's get after it, right? So that well, um, you said that with the air scrubber thing, like this is something, obviously, if you guys aren't doing it now, is really getting granular with your calls and what you have offered, what you haven't offered, what kind of things that are available on each call. Because this is what's going to help you win next March, right? Like, okay, you lost this March. Okay, that sucks, right? We're not going to lose again. The reason we're not going to lose is going to really detail each call. We're going to really break down like, hey, these are our opportunity calls. These are our water treatment calls. Like, really start breaking it down. So when you go marketing, right? So when you go marketing, you don't want to like, you just want to just go throw a cast of net out there. Like, I want to know where there's fish. Like, if there's fish in this lake, it just got stocked. I want to go out there. And you have a fully right. stocked freaking uh, uh, lake but you don't you don't even know which which fish are out there because you haven't got granular with the type of customers you have and even for me i failed because i switched crm so many damn times that you know everything gets lost so like every time i feel like all the time i'm trying to like figure out which customers to go after and then all of a sudden you're calling people you don't even want to go to like i sold them everything and i'm outbounding them now i'm out there and i'm like i can't sell anything so yeah yeah well you're back at service titan so that's a plus <laughs> Yeah, not yet. So the, the build the build out takes a little bit of time. So, you know, building everything out, building out a, a master tenant and all that stuff takes time. But uh but we're looking forward to, you know, we're just looking forward to growth this year. Like this is a big big with us. We've added plumbing, we've added these things and we're just really we're really focused on hitting our goals. Like we wanna we wanna hit the thirty five million this year. We're pacing for like thirty three, so we obviously we've got to turn it up a little bit. But it's just one of those things, man. Like I, I finally went and got the right people, management team on place. Uh, we spent a lot of time this off season training, making sure that we're ready, making sure that we have the right guys. Like I got some, like, I got some really amazing selling techs, really amazing salesmen that are on the team and, and just really just understanding what we're about. Like for a long time, like I wasn't as focused as like I need to be. And that circles back to what I was saying is like, you're laser focused on it. People don't understand. Like for me, I have really bad ADHD. And then all of a sudden I start all these other businesses and I'm like, and every time I get away from my AC business, like it's always like it brings me back because it's like, hey, dude, hey, dumbass, like you got this thing going on over here. So I like the way that you're able to focus, and I'm I'm jealous of people that are laser focused like that because I just have a hard time doing it. So uh, more. It's power like my baby, you know. Thank you. It's like my baby, and and you know, for people who are listening to this that haven't bought the ticket for September two, is like, you know, the news the news and research says the recession if hasn't hit us already, it's going to be hitting us, and so. Um, we're already seeing the effect with financing, right? And we've got rates going up again in like 10 days. And it's like, we're going to be in such a different place between September that you're going to want to be um, connected with the right people. And, and how are they making it work where maybe you struggled or maybe they found ways to innovate so that they didn't get left behind. And, you know, 
artificial intelligence as well. Um, you know that I'm, we're going to be releasing the the software as a service product really soon. Um, but even aside from that, you know the large language models are there to help you as well. I mean, you can go on there and you can talk to them, and, and they can help you formulate a maintenance checklist. And you can get creative: a gas furnace, a hydronic boiler, a propane. Um, you know, tankless hot water here, whatever it is, there's different ways where the large language models, um, which I think will soon be introduced to our industry if people are not using them already. Um, there's different ways you can get innovative where you don't need to hire the, you know, or, or create a software to do them. But um, I'm excited about that portion coming up soon with, um, I'll be able to talk about it really soon. It's not yet released. Um, once I get to a point where I can talk about it, you know, it's just a product that's going to help with that accountability and really increase revenue and maximize profitability. And it's not, um, you know, it's taking quite a bit to develop here. And, and once we get to that point, um, it's everything about what I preach. Right. And so it actually came from a struggle that I have within grasshopper and I'll be able to talk about it soon, but stay tuned for that. Well, I'm excited. Obviously, you know, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like it's gonna be a great product, whatever it is. And if you're behind it, I know you're going to put all your, put your all into it. So I'm excited to hopefully try it out in my business. Right. So, um, obviously like I'm a big, I'm a big proponent in like, dude, I like to try everything and, and see if it, see if it fits my business. And, and I'm excited. I, I know that if you're putting your name behind a manager, you're going to put your all in on it. So look, be on the lookout for that. I'm sure reach out to me. I'd love to help you promote it uh, through my group. If you got to come out, I can make some posts up like that to kind of push it. Um, cool. and like Amanda said, coming out to say, coming out to the event in September is a big deal. Uh, it means a lot to me. Obviously I put a lot of time, energy, effort, money, and stress into putting these things on and, and I really want to make it, you know, with my events, I really wanted to change the way that we do business and, and just the way like how how the new generation of contractors get about. So I go to all these conferences and it's the same people and it's just like I want to make it exciting. So this year uh, we're in Austin, Texas, September uh, 27th and 28th. I've literally like wait till you guys see this venue. It's like it makes last year look like uh, it was a child's play. Like I, I got them. I got really? one of the best event coordinators. It's going to make it look dude. I'm telling you, I got the best event coordinator you could possibly get. They do just the most wow. extravagant events. I rented out these badass venues. There's going to be more able to communicate. We have some really big name speak, uh, uh, speakers that are going to be there, but also performers. Uh, I can't, I guess I'll, I could drop the one on here that Rick Ross will be there on night one, uh, night two. There's oh, a big wow. name that's going to be coming out. So uh, we're doing something big this year. Uh, speakers are going to be badass. The venue is going to be badass. It's going to be at the, uh, where's the venue at? at fairmont in austin badass we rented out the entire place we have a bunch of breakout sessions i'm gonna have stuff for your your call center for your your management your leadership sales uh i'm running uh, specifically myself i'm running a half day just sales in a sales room if anybody's ever been to my sales class i'm going through my entire obviously service process and stuff like that um, through there so there's gonna be a bunch of stuff going on and a bunch of ma uh, amazing speakers and a bunch of vip stuff and then if you sign up right now you do get entered to win that brand. I don't know if you guys saw it be posted today, but I literally just off the showroom floor, we got the brand new 2023 Ram TRX. It's the same truck I have, 702 horsepower. I literally, I've never smiled so much driving a vehicle in my life. <laughs> and everybody that gets in my truck, they're like, holy shit. I had a Raptor before, dude. And I, I literally threw my Raptor away the second I tried this thing. And my friends don't like to get in the car with me because I like to do urban off-roading now. So I'm like driving over curbs and crazy shit. So but I got problems. But anyways, beyond that, I hope you guys, I hope you guys come out to the event. Uh, go to events.com or no events.callprofitrocket.com. Get your tickets today. Get signed up. If you buy more than three tickets, you save $200 per ticket. And then you also get entered to win the truck. Uh, but back to that, Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time for me today. I know this podcast is a little unorthodox because we're not really talking. We're just talking. I feel like we're just talking shop. And I feel like that's what people want anyways. They want to know what the hell we're doing and winning. So. 
Yeah, we covered many bases today. So I hope somebody can at least take one thing and turn their April into something better. You know what? April is going to be the best month of their of their of their year, and it's going to be the good thing is with you guys. I don't know if you guys get hot in April or not. You guys get hotter. No, you guys get hot. No, we get a shit ton of rain and like 40, 50 degree weather, maybe a sixty degree day. So they open their windows and put blankets on. That's it. So we're we're hoping for a little bit of heat here. Usually, like March is like we got the rain. We usually get a little heat wave. I'm like, I see. I keep every day. I wake up and I look at my phone and I, and I look to the tenth day out on the bottom of your iPhone. Me you know too. I mean? And this <laughs> one, <laughs> every business owner does the same shit. So every HVAC owner, we go to our phone in the morning, look at the weather report, ten days, son of a. Bitch. Well, this morning I woke up and it said 85. Ten days from now, I'm like, oh lord, there's there's something coming. Like it's coming down the pipeline. So we woke up it's in a coming. good mood. Everybody's. Yeah, we're all coming in. We woke up this morning. It was like 80 or it was like 70 yesterday, and then it rained today. So we're like, this is just messing with us. But anyways, Amanda, thanks for coming on. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I got another, I got two more exciting episodes coming up. We're recording this week and they're gonna be jumping out. Uh, expect a new podcast every single week. I'm gonna keep trying to bring up new names, new faces. And when we come on, we're gonna talk about ideas, not just talk about their story. We're gonna talk about things that we can do to help implement your business to help you win. So Amanda, thanks again for coming on. Thanks, Victor.